Hey, before we get to today's show, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's picked up a Scare Zone t-shirt. And if you haven't yet, there is still time before Halloween Horror Nights. We've seen them in the UK, in America. Everyone's rocking these. They look great. Thanks to Rob Yeo who designed them. You can get them exclusively. It's hard to say exclusively. Exclusively at scarezone.com. Just click shop once you're there. It'll take you to a bunch of shirts, hoodies. If you see a design you like, there's lots of options. So click on the design. And you'll see there's different colors. If you're an Orlando City fan, you can rock the purple. So many great options. And uh, mine just came, and I love them. And I know I'm kind of biased to them. But I hope you guys like them. It really helps us keep the show going, pay for our hosting costs, make sure that this show continues to go on. And I thank you guys all for checking out our merchandise store, all of our products, all of our shirts, our hoodies. Again, that's at scarezone.com. And let me know if you do. Send me a tweet, Podcast, And when you get one, you know, put it on, take a picture, we'll retweet it, make sure you wear it out to the parks this Halloween Horror Nights. And now, on to episode 11. Welcome to episode 11 of Scare Zone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Everybody's back today, so we have Logan here in Nashville. Chris, you there? I am, yeah, calling you live from London. Live from London. And Scott, not in an undisclosed location, back home. In Orlando, yes. 30 minutes from Universal Studios. Yeah, and 30 minutes, by the way. And only if, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for rubbing that in. And only a few weeks out from the event. First, Scott, because. Uh, you've been a little missing in action, a good way. Kind of, you've been you've been out helping some people. Can can you now tell us a little bit more about what you were doing? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, congrats on the um, the interview with James. That was awesome. And Thank I enjoyed. You. It. I actually I listened on the way back from uh, from my trip, and it was it was really cool. It was cool to hear his story. But I was in Kuwait and Iraq, of all places, um, doing a meet and greet and visit, visiting with the troops over there. I think we did uh, five days and. Four or five days in Iraq and uh, four or five days in um, in Kuwait, which is pretty pretty uh, unreal experience and a uh, amazing life experience. Doing the worm out on the sands. It's too hot. It's it's too hot to burn, touch that burn, sand. One hundred twenty degrees. Yeah, that would be the sandworm, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like Star right? Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, guys, since we last talked, obviously we had James on, and it already happened at that point, but we had to put that interview out. You guys wanted it. We wanted it. And it was so much fun to talk to James. But so much got announced. And not that you guys need to know what it is, but we will we'll give you a little bit of our commentary. So let's go through some of the originals. Well, let's first actually start with, let's start with American Horror Story. Because that was sort of the big final reveal. We'll work our way back. American Horror Story, we've been talking about it. Everyone kind of knew it was coming. Scott, since you've been gone, how do you feel about this? I think it's cool. I've never seen the show. I need to start watching. I think there's, a, how many seasons are there? Too many to catch up yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So, uh uh, I have to uh, watch some anyways. I don't have to, but I'd like to. But it looks, from what I've seen or ever seen in the show, it looks like it has the potential to do a lot of cool things with the, yeah, with the, I, the maze. So. I like it. I think it's good. I'm the same boat. I've, I've seen maybe one episode. And I know, Chris, you maybe know a little bit more about what they're kind of focusing on. Uh, not necessarily of it. I do wish, and I'm just going to throw this out to the Universal team, who I love, and they're the nicest people ever, and they've really helped us out. If you're going to release a TV show, give us some time. Because I could have, I could have binge watched this. Yes, there was a rumor, but I'm not going to watch American Horror Story on a rumor. Uh, you know, I could have binge watched this thing if you had told me back in April. Uh, I mean, you, you you still could. You don't really have anything else to do, right? Nothing not going like on. Twins or anything. It's quiet around the house, twenty four seven. So it's yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Uh, but because I have caught up on all the movies now, and and that's all good. But I haven't. I can't dig into a TV show. But Chris, uh, obviously, what are your thoughts? And do is it going to be? You know, because they kind of mentioned that. Is it featuring just certain portions of it? They've mentioned Murder House from season one, Freak Show, and Hotel Cortez, and we also know for a fact that it's going to be one of the largest houses that they've ever built. And where where is this house going to be? Do we know yet? Uh, it's going to be over towards Nickelodeon's old sound stages somewhere. Uh, back in my old neck of the woods. Yeah, that that'll be yeah. pretty cool. I that those are huge st- sound stages from someone who has been up in the rafters of them. I can tell you, uh, you can do a lot in there. So that's pretty cool. I think we're all the same. About Chris, have you ever watched the show? 
I, ha- I, I did start watching Murder House, but at the moment, everything's so crazy busy. I just don't think I'm going to get time. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like trying to pick out like three shows to watch, three episodes or something, and be like, all right, I have a decent idea of what I'm doing here. But it so sounds is like Murder, it's- is Murder House one, one season. Yeah. yeah. So like the seasons are the stories. Is that what it is? It is. Yeah. It's like an anthology show. So every season there's a different cast and different story. Okay, right, so cool. Murder House, then there's one that's like a, a clown, like a, not Jack, but another evil clown. Uh, twist, yeah, a twist, freak show. Yeah, a freak show. And then what was the last one? Uh, Hotel Cortez. Okay, so it sounds like even if we don't know, we can jump in and, and understand it's a spooky mm. carnival, a spooky uh, hotel, and a spooky murder house. So mm. I think, you know, that'll be fine. I, I like that concept, and it's fine. I mean, I, I know a ton of people are stoked. What I do like about it is it, it gives us time, uh, Scott, because we talked about that with The Walking Dead, is most likely this is going to be around for a while, and we're going to see this year after year for a little bit as long as it's a success. Uh, so it gives us some time to catch up before 2017. Well, a lot of other houses did get announced, kind of the ones you guys all were curious about, the original houses, the ones that we've kind of all hoped for. Because, Chris, you know, you're know you pretty good at knowing you know what's coming. You got your ears to the ground. But mm-hmm. some, of, some of these we knew about, we had a good idea about, but it's nice to actually see them uh, laid out, especially the scare zones, which we really didn't know a whole lot about. No, the scare zones were very much under wraps, but uh, the the uh, the original houses, no, they they're, um, they look pretty good this year. Yeah. So obviously the one everyone's talking about first would be the Lunatics Playground 3D. You won't stand a chance. Uh, Chance's house, which I'm pumped about. It's in 3D. Was there, there was a 3D house last year, but has it been fairly regular? Yeah, pretty much. There's, there's usually sort of one a year. So yeah, it's been pretty on and off for a good sort of 10 plus years now. So what what are you guys' thoughts on the 3D houses, Scott? Why don't you? Uh, how, how do you feel? How do you weigh in on them? I, I like them. I, you know, I don't. I wouldn't want to see nine of them, but I think one is cool. Last year was good, and I, I think uh, whatever they. I mean, what whatever they do with Chance is going to be awesome, anyways. I think. Yeah, I can't wait for that, uh, Chris. There is the only only question I have for you because which one of these three houses is the? I know there was the, he talked about the requel house. Is it this one? Because it's kind. Of, I know originally when we had talked about it, kind of off mic. We were thinking because it is it does take place in what looks to be like an insane asylum. We were thinking this is going to be a psychotherapy deal, but it's not really, or is it? Do we know? No. Uh, Requel Mike has said was Ghost Town. Ghost Town. Oh, that's right, because there was a Ghost Town moons ago. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, before we dive into Ghost Town, then Chris, what do you think about uh, what do you think about it? you don't stand a chance? Well, she's having her house uh, built inside a brand new venue. So it's going to be a new sprung tent. And we've seen uh, some aerial footage taken. And it's got this weird kind of extension been built out the back of it, kind of like a uh, backwards and forwards maze. So it'd be interesting to see how much outside elements there are to this house, as well as the stuff inside. Because bear in mind, it is a 3D house. So how can you do 3D outside? So I don't know. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. Well, we'll see. I like this idea. I mean, I love Chance. I love that the Chance is the star of this year, as much as we would have liked to see in a show, and we'll talk about that too. Uh, you know, it is good to see her house. Uh, the 3D houses, I, I feel like have been kind of hit or miss for me. I like the concept a lot. When they're done really well, I think they're great. And I'm hoping this being sort of the iconic house of the year, that it's done really great. But we did mention Ghost Town. Ghost Town, the curse of Lightning Gulch. Um, this is kind of really was, was the one they almost kind of unveiled as the big one because we saw like the video came out in association with it immediately with the original houses. Uh, and this one is, is it, what do we know about the original, Chris? Is it something that, what year was that? Do you even know? Uh, yeah, 2004, Halloween Horror Nights 14. Man, it's so hard for me to like go back in time in my head 12 years and be like, what? I don't remember that house at all. I know it was there. <laughs> I don't remember anything from 14 years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's because of wrestling though. That has nothing to do. That could be too, Yeah. <laughs> What do you remember about that house, Chris? I don't remember an awful lot about it, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to remember now where it was. Um, I think Chris is taking too many chairs to the head. Yes, that would be the problem. Chris, we know your secret it was life. In, well, exactly, as a part-time wrestler and everything else I do. No, it was in Soundstage 22. <laughs> so that um, is, that's quick. the same area, so just to the left when you walk in somewhere? Yeah, so it was the year when it was. It wasn't but dual park, but it was almost both parks were used that that year. Okay, all right. So I mean, I don't particularly remember, but I don't. You know, this theming I really like, and I um, I was talking to someone last night that had something to do with it uh, off the record, and hopefully he can come on here one day. And the stuff he was telling me, without giving it away, sounds like it's actually really cool. Hopefully, we see a lot of special effects because it is ghosts, and we know they've come up with some really cool ways to do that. It won't just be you know ghost town stuff jumping out at you. I think I think it's good. This could be a very unique house when it comes to the way creative is used. What do you guys think? 
Do you guys remember a few years ago they did the uh, they did a, a, a paranormal house? Chris, you probably remember better than than I do. But there was actually a ghost in the floor. Yeah, you under that? you. And it was on yeah. the- yes. That was one of the coolest effects ever, I thought, and uh, I was always, I always wondered why it was never done again. Yeah, that stuck with me too. I loved that. I, I remember what exactly house that was, but that was pretty neat. Hopefully, we see some of that element. It was like a Ghost Hunters or something like yeah. that, but I can't remember what it was called. It was um, the Windicott Estate. Okay, the reason we can't remember. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. But Scott and I knew that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Windicott Estate. I remember that. I remember seeing that sign. Hey, I've I've missed I've missed too many references on past shows to not try and work out what it is now. Yeah, I do like that though. Now that they're like, you know what, uh, we're gonna do some original houses. What are we gonna call it? How about Lunatic Playground, Ghost Town, and Tomb of the Ancients? Like, let's have these have names <laughs> that people can right. remember a little bit. Because you're right, I would right. have no, I would I would not even be able to guess even close to the Windicott Estates because that just is it in my mind. Um, but that had some great effects, and maybe we're gonna see some of that. Chris, how do you feel about? about the ghost town, the curse of Lightning Gulch. Well, reading the uh, original description of the 2004 house, it's almost identical. So it, it will be a proper requel by the sounds of it. It will be a complete retelling of that original house. I can't remember too much about it, but I remember it vaguely being pretty good. So. Yeah, and so much has changed since then with just the storytelling aspect of these houses that you know it, there was definitely a time there where I remember just walking through, there was fun scenes, you got scared, but it wasn't this, all right, let's tell an A to B story. You know, I feel like that's something that's come uh, a little bit more recently. Well, the only other one we mentioned, we actually did get to mention it and talk about it on the air because it leaked out early, but let's talk about it anyway. Tomb of the Ancients. Uh, this is a um, another kind of mummy-esque house, and we knew that was coming, Chris. Uh, people had rumored it heavily, but we kind of had a confirmation that there was a, a mummy house, but we also knew this was what Cobweb was, and it wasn't going to be a, a IP house, but it kind of is. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's it's like it's not capital letters IP. It's like a small I and a small P. <laughs> it's like old school Halloween Horror Nights, like the first couple of years. Like it's not Jason. It's just a guy in a hockey mask. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, from what I've heard, it's very much going to be you know the mummy from the the, the recent mummy films meets uh, Indiana Jones with a hint of uh, a lot of. Uh, sort of inspired ancient civilization structures that are all in various fallen down states. So it's, it's meant to be, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty, you know, heavy on the aesthetics with the sets and scenery. Is this a soundstage house? Uh, I believe it is, yes. Yeah. All right, so at least I'll have some room to play. What do you think, Scott, about um, this last one, the Tomb of the Ancients? Because I think last time we, we were talking about this, I think is when you were you were out of the out of the country, out of communication. Yeah. It sounds it sounds really cool. It sounds different than anything else they've done for a while to me. So I'm looking forward. Honestly, dude, I'm looking forward to this whole whole year. I'm, yeah, I, I think th- it's what a we, we're, under, we're under absolutely. We're under 25 days now. Yeah. My my son's my son's got it exactly. He could tell you. But, Are you going day one? Oh, of, of course. <laughs> Man, I, I'm course. jealous. I'm trying to like. I'm like, let me just swing down there because I want to do the VR thing. We'll, we'll talk about that too. Um, and my voice just cracked because I'm 12 years old. Uh, but the <laughs> the VR, I'm just old enough to go now uh, to Halloween Horror Nights. The VR experience is something that you know we can talk about briefly because I don't think we know a whole lot about it other than it's essentially an escape game that it takes a long time to do and we'll take a chunk out of your tour and it costs 50 bucks. Uh, what do we know, Chris, about this other than that, other than it's paranormal as well and it's $50? We, we don't know a whole bunch of stuff, I'll be honest with you. We do know that there's a lot of terms and conditions. You've got to sign a waiver. Um, you've got to be there a good half an hour before to go through all the health and safety briefings and all the different requirements about what, what to wear, what not to wear. There's also a big disclaimer about motion sickness, fear of heights and fog effects and uh, strobe lights Death. and all these other different things. Yeah, all, all these different all the things. What, what I do know, though, from people that have done it already, because not a lot of people know this, but I was saying like Michael Caine there, didn't I? Huh. Um, that, that it was tested... Yeah, not a lot of people know this. It, <laughs> it was tested last year. Yeah. Um, they actually uh, commandeered a section of the queue uh, in the Mummy building, and they, they got a number of the sort of uber fans from the Legendary Truth um, website right. and asked them to test it out. And from the people I've spoke to that did it last year, which this is meant to be a calibrated version of last year's one that they presented. It was the most terrifying thing they had ever seen. Yeah. Wow. And, the, and these are people that are hardcore horror fans. 
they're they're a little numb to the general guy jumps out at you. I'm yeah. I hope to be able to do it. And we were going to do it before our RIP tour, and I think we're going to skip that just due to the fact that we all want to hang out and, and spend some time together instead of just jumping in. But I'm going to try to do it. Uh, does this interest you guys? Is it something you're going to do this year? I will for sure. Um, you know, at least do it once, check it out, and I know I know the kids will want to do it. So yeah, but absolutely, at least once. What about you, Chris? Yeah, definitely once, um, you know, second time if, it, if it's good. But I do know there's a few days that have actually already sold out. So you want to get in quick if you do want to book this experience. Yeah, and when talking to them, they actually are booking it from 5, 5 p.m. So you can go actually early and do it before, I guess, the official opening of Halloween Horror Nights. And you can actually book till 1 a.m. So there are slots you're going to be able to get. I'm hoping to do it. But if not, I know Chris and Scott are doing it and I, I'll be fine. You know, so you guys will be able to cover it if I can't do it. But I love VR tech. So... When they're saying like all of these effects, smoke, fog, so is it not all VR? Do we know that? Is it is it going to be a portion of it actually just in that soundstage as, you know, a like do you put on the screen, take it off? Because it's like escape game, work together and then put it back on, or do we know any of that? I don't know. We I don't know the actual details of it. I, I've got a feeling it's, it is just a walkthrough, but um, they have kind of suggested there is an element of trying to solve puzzles, but right. as to what they are, I, I don't know. Well, I hope to have someone on. We have some really good contacts now with some listeners, actually, that worked on this and worked on uh, the Tomb House. Both of them want to come on the show. It's obviously a little up in the air whether they're going to be able to do it before Halloween Horror Nights or during the event, but we'll hopefully get them on after to really talk about how this whole process went down because, you know, it's exciting. I think it's a uh, it's a cool new addition to, to the lineup. But now let's talk some Scare Zones, guys. Our namesake. Uh, and I am pumped about these Scare Zones. I think... Honestly, I love the houses. I love them every year. But scare zones are always something I'm really looking forward to just due to the fact that they're fun and they're different and you can experience them in a different way with groups of people. Well, let's just start off. Let's start from the top. We got Survivor Die. And Survivor Die, I'm going to give a little brief... I, I'm not going to read the information on the websites because you guys know, but it's essentially uh, a, a group of survivors of an Earth atmosphere issue have figured out a way to make clean air. So... This reminds me a lot of some of the scare zones we've seen. Scott and uh, Chris, do you think this is something that we've can kind of just reminisce on? Because it does feel like this has been a topic of like either rain, raining acid foam or creating you know something. It has that kind of flair to it. It it does, yeah. I know it's going to be uh, in a slightly bigger area this year, so it's going to be um, over in the uh, New York area. So it's got quite a large footprint to to work with. It's got those yeah. sort of three blocks in the main road by the by the mummy. So they've they've already been putting out tunnels and towers and different machines. So they're they're really up in the ante with the, with the scare zone sort of um, set pieces this year. Yeah, uh, Scott, what do you think about Survivor Die? <laughs> It's it's it sounds cool. I, I still I haven't like I haven't read that much on it yet, but it sounds uh it's it sounds cool. It sounds like a a pay per view you would have been on in in the nineties. You would have been on WWF <laughs> Survivor Die. I feel, I feel like <laughs> I think I think I was. Yeah, I think I think you won the belts there. It's it happened. Uh, I can't believe I can't believe they're using the name Scare Zone. So I think you might have a lawsuit there. You know, I made sh- <laughs> I, I I don't act like I didn't uh, take a look at some trademarks and see where uh, where their marks lived and where they didn't. And I was like, okay, this one this one seems so, safe. Uh, you, you, they could at least come up with their own name. I know, jerks. They would spell it the same way. Uh, you okay. know, they could at least they could switch it up and and you know, you know whatever it's okay. We'll we'll let them slide. There. there you go. Uh, well, sorry, Mike. That you know, I'm glad we inspired you, uh, Chris. What house is? Uh, do we know which scare zone is first? Like when you walk in, there's always that initial big, fun one. Do we know what that one is? Uh, a chance in hell is oh, so chance- to be the one. Yeah, as you walk in. So chances house and scare zone may not connect. No, then they're not going to connect. Initially, I think Chance's house was going to be built in the Shrek building. That's why the scare zone was going to be based there. But I think for some reason or another, they've moved Chance obviously over to behind Men in Black. Well, we've spoken so we, at Chance at length, but I think we're all, can we all equally agree, this is an exciting time for those who are uh, a, a friend of uh, Jack's, you know, lady. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the one I'm looking forward to the most, so... It's, that's, it should be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. And they did clarify, some of you guys put together, I know uh, I did as well somewhat, that the, the Chance in Hell 
Scare Zone kind of matched up with the show that's happening, but they are separate. They have confirmed that Chance is not getting a show. This is something completely different. We'll talk about that a little bit. Other ones we've had, they, they do kind of play on some flair that we've seen before in Scare Zones, but I like them all. Banshee's Lair, travel deep into the forest. Uh, you know, forest, and when it comes to dealing with sort of Celtic creatures and things like that, with you, Chris, uh, living in the region where there are these banshees running running wild, is what I hear. Oh. Uh, how does it make you feel? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested. We, well, yeah, so Logan reckons. Um, I, I live not far from Pluckley, which is meant to be the most hauntedest town in the world, but um, I've never seen any ghosts there. No ghosts? No, uh, no like, uh, werewolf-looking creatures? No, nothing, unfortunately. Well, when, Only the, in the, when pubs. the pub's... Pubs kick out at uh, midnight, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but no, I think uh, Lair of the Banshee should be good. I mean, it's in that New York area, so it's got already got the kind of little mini forest there. They've done similar kind of scare zones there in the past, sort of more rustic so where, um, ones. I'm confused. So there's Chance, and then immediately following that is going to be Banshees, and then immediately following that is going to be uh, Survivor Die, like right there together? No, no, no. Um, Banshees is over in the um, Central Park area. Oh, okay. Um, so it's kind of yeah. off to the side. Got it. And then obviously, uh, Dead Man's Wharf. I think we can probably all guess where that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, over in the San Francisco area. Over in the wharf. Uh. I think they've already started setting up parts of that. I, I saw a boat online or something. I, I want to get over there. I was, the plan was to go last night to see what was up, but uh, we, did, we didn't make it. But uh. Yeah, when you go, let us know. I think that um, I was talking with Tim Tracker, and he, uh, he he was taking some pictures of the boat that's up and everything. It looks pretty awesome. I do like that they're setting out these giant pieces, like come to Halloween Horror Nights. It's going to be awesome uh, already because that boat they probably could have hidden, but it, it's pretty rad. I, I like, I see, I like, they're touching on themes that are close to my heart. I love mystical mm-hmm. creatures. I, the survivor one, I can kind of give or take. I love, I love the, the idea of the sea, the dead man's wharf. And then my favorite one uh, is this vamp 1955. That one is like, if you could have like said, Logan, what do you want out of a scare zone? Unless they were doing like Ghostbusters, it's like, what could, and classic Ghostbusters, what could you do? This Vamp 1955 just sounds so much fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. So, it sounds different. I think a lot of the stuff this year sounds different. The scare zones and the, and the, and the mazes. So Chris, I mentioned we're under 25 days to go. I've heard. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you think about uh, Vamp 1955? You get to experience America's uh, golden period. Yeah, it's it's meant to be a combination of Revenge of the Nerds meet um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. So that'd be an interesting, interesting combination. But uh, that'll be down the Hollywood uh, sort of strip area. And I must admit, out of all of the scare zones, that is the one I seem to get the most number of messages about people looking forward to. I think you're right. I think what, what Scott said is right. It's so unique. I think these other ones are... Everything is unique. I think I really I love this lineup. I know there are some people who've been like, eh, I don't, nothing's really connected with me. I love this lineup. I think it's an awesome lineup. But looking at it, you know, just kind of globally and looking at it, that one is so not what I feel like we've seen. And to have a Vamp 1955, it's like a Grease thing. Feels almost Rocky Horror-ish when it comes to like Eddie, like those kind of characters. Like that's kind of what my mind evokes, and that makes me excited. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. It's also a, a time period. The idea of of uh, Greasers with fangs uh, sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, that's that's the scare zones and the houses. The only things that we didn't touch on are the two shows. And uh, Chris, you got uh, you got the uh, the title of that show in front of you. I have to find it. I <laughs> sure do. It right. is called the Academy of Villains House of Fear. Academy of Villains. House of Fear. Now, people kind of misconstrued this as something to do with chance, but really this is something from America's Got Talent. If you guys are familiar with that show, it's a dance troupe based in Orlando. I encourage you to look it up and watch some videos of them. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. I think a lot of us were taken off guard being like, "Uh, you know, I really wanted a a Carnival of Carnage type show. I wanted something else a little bit more intense and fun. And this was like a dance show, not exactly where your mind initially goes to when you're thinking of Halloween Horror Nights. I, I, I'm not going to say I have hope. I have hope that it's going to be fun, but I'm, it's not definitely in my top 15 things I want to do. Uh, how, do you, how do you guys feel? I think it's going to be tough to follow up that the show from last year. Um, but, I mean, the, I'm looking forward hope. to it. Yeah, you always have I'm, Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. I try, I try not to jump on that, uh, that internet negative bandwagon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, uh, but, uh, 
So I just, yeah, I'm trying to stay positive and uh, I definitely have hope for it. Yeah. Chris, have you taken a look at anything? I have, yeah. I've been watching a few of their videos online. They're very similar to um, some groups that we've got over here called um, Diversity and um, uh, a couple of others that have won our, our version of that program. So, you know, I, I know kind of roughly what they are, you know, a large group all in sync to various sort of pop music and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, they can be very inventive, these groups. And I think if they're on their home turf, surrounded by their sort of their, all their local friends and, and family and things, I think they might pull something out of the bag. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this, uh, on, on this time now that you've seen the whole lineup? Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I think the lineup this year is, uh, is exceptional. I think it looks really, really good. And um, I don't think at the moment, off the top of my head, looking at everything that, that's going to happen this year, I don't think there is anything that sort of stands out as being the weak number one of the bunch. Um, I mean, also the other thing that we need to take, take stock of is we've got 10 houses this year right it's taken 26 years but we got there we got 10 houses yeah, to, if you include the, the vr experience yeah yeah so the ones obviously you've got to pay extra but you know effectively there's that many houses and then you've got obviously the scare zones and the shows so i think we're being extremely spoiled this year <laughs> and all of us thought oh they can't match 25 well i think they're gonna pull it out the bag all right scott yeah, I agree. I'm extremely excited. I think I think it's a really good lineup. Like Chris said, I, there's really not a bad house um, by the sounds of it. So it should be fun. The, the biggest the biggest problem for me this year is just going to be trying to find the time to to get to get down there a number of nights. So sure, you're a busy man. Um, but yeah, with a new job, man, it's crazy. Yeah. More importantly, how does Keegan feel about this lineup? Well, he's in a big meeting right now with Mike Hello, but um, <laughs> he's like, "What did you book this dancers for?" No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I joke with Mike all the time. I said, "He's coming for your job, you know. So you better be ready." <laughs> well, hopefully, we still doing but, the show by then because uh, that's the, that's that's living the dream. That's that's the dream dad uh, job. Right, right. Yeah, no. Uh, he, he's ex- he's extremely excited. His he has his. Uh, his uh, Halloween Horror Nights 25 lanyard as his uh, school ID lanyard. So he's fired up and he's ready to go. <laughs> he's all in. And yeah, and James, obviously, who who was um, Jack, who was on last week, he said, obviously, to, to send you his love because he loves that, that picture of, of Keegan's uh, Halloween last year. Yeah, that was really cool. That was fun. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Well, we do have a special guest today. We don't want to leave you empty-handed with just our commentary. I like our commentary enough. And look, we've done about a half an hour of it. I think you've heard from us plenty. Uh, So special guest today. This is kind of one of our first... I'd say not including Scott, uh, celebrity fans who have been uh, who are a fan of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, this guy's name is Richard Christie. He's from the Howard Stern Show. If you've been a Stern listener for the last decade, he's been on there almost every day. Uh, he does all the prank calls, lots of fun stuff. He's also in a metal band called the Charred Walls of the Damned. But beyond that, he is a huge Halloween Horror Nights fan. So let's go take a listen to our little conversation with Mr. Richard Christie. We already kind of gave you a, an ultra introduction, but I'll give you another one. So today, guys, you know, we've been joined by some great people and some people that, that I love and that you guys love. And this one may be a little bit different. You may be go, how does this connect? But trust me, it's going to connect in more ways than you know. But if you are a fan, you know. Uh, so Richard Christie is on the show today. He is a, not only a metal fan and professional drummer of the band Charred Walls of the Damned, which, I mean, sounds like a Halloween Horror Nights house or scare zone to begin with. I was introduced to you, though, through, obviously, the Stern Show, Howard Stern Show. For like, We've been on it for, I mean, over a decade now, right? Uh, yeah, 12 years now. Yep. And I became a fan when I lived down in Orlando. I used to listen to 104.1. Yeah, same here. That's that's where, that's where I was first introduced to Howard. And then with you, it was kind of in the serious age because I moved out of Orlando eventually. And uh, at that point, when I left Orlando, I didn't get Howard. And then when the serious world kind of opened up to me, that's sort of where, you know, I have to stop and say my favorite thing is we have a pro wrestler who's also on this show. Uh, he's our co-host. My favorite bit ever is uh, your your prank call where you just call and list pro wrestlers for... 10 minutes. We, that goes around our office once a year. At least everyone has to listen to it. Oh, thank you. You know, a funny little thing about that that you, that you might notice. I don't know that anybody's noticed yet, but uh, most of the wrestlers are in alphabetical order. Right. I, was just, just I, was just, I was just reading down a website of wrestlers. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I happen to be really good friends with this wrestler named Blue Meanie. Sure, yeah. Uh, Brian, and he lives in Philadelphia. 
and his name was on that list, uh, send me a text message when he hears that call. He's like, oh man, thanks for including me on that. So <laughs> That's awesome. And I do love that, Ben. If you haven't checked it out, guys, I'll, I'll see if I can tweet it out and make sure uh, we can. I think it's on, on YouTube and things, but I know that's not necessarily loved in the, in the Stern community, but I think it's out there somewhere. Uh, but also, you've probably heard him uh, as a voice actor or as an actor even in Harold and Kumar too, or in some a lot of Adult Swim shows, Uncle Grandpa, Rick and Morty. Uh, but also, you're a huge Halloween Horror Nights fan, and that's why you're here first and foremost. The second part is, you got a new album to promote with your band, but first and foremost, <laughs> you're, a, you're a fan of Halloween Horror Nights. And, and I just want to first say, and we kind of mentioned off mic, uh, Jack, James Keaton, is a huge Stern fan and a huge fan of yours. And he wanted me to send his love to you. And he said he wished that you'd come and met him last year when he was all, he was, he was waiting for you as Jack. Oh, man. Well, I'm a huge fan of his, and I love the interview that you guys did with him. There, there was so many cool little things that I learned that I had no idea about um, had when they had the Munsters family walking around just as a family exactly. like in the park. And, and uh, you know, he just seemed like such a cool guy. And uh, I, it was just so fun to listen to him talk and hear how passionate he is for that character. And I love, too, when you guys talked about what it's like for him to walk around Orlando and see his face on billboards. And that must be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he like was like, you know, I don't see Jack in it. To me, I'd be the exact opposite. I'd be like, that's me. That's, that's me. Yeah. I'm that clown guy uh, to everyone. But yeah, so this is, we spoke, you know, earlier via Twitter, how this, you know, the, the gloriness of the internet hooked us up here. But I, I know just from listening to, to Howard that you are not only just a horror buff, but you've been going to Horror Nights for a long time. So I know this, but I want you to, how many years have you been going to Halloween Horror Nights? Uh, this year will be my 20th year in a row. And uh, it's pretty amazing. I, it really is. I tell people Halloween Horror Nights is, is literally my heaven. It, <laughs> I feel like I've died and gone to heaven when I walk through those gates to go into Halloween Horror Nights. And I always say, you know, I don't know what happens when we die. But for me, uh, if I go and spend an eternity at Halloween Horror Nights, I'm going to be just fine with that. Uh, and I just I love it. I started going in 96 and i lived in winter park and lived there from 96 until 2004 and even when i moved up here to new york i would still fly down and i i you know kept it up and flown down every year for halloween horror nights and i always say too that one of my probably my one of the favorite weeks in my life ever was a week and around halloween of 1998 i was um, in Europe for most of October of 98 on tour with a band called Death. I was kind of bummed out because Europe doesn't really celebrate Halloween like we do right. here in the States. And I was like going into Halloween withdrawals over there. <laughs> and I remember we went to, to France and there was a McDonald's with a couple pumpkin <laughs> things like hanging up in the windows. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh, they know Halloween a little bit in France at least. And so luckily, a week before Halloween, we came back to Orlando and I didn't have to go right back to work. I worked as an electrician when I lived in Orlando right. during the day. And so I literally went to Halloween Horror Nights. I got the, uh, the frequent fear pass and I went to Halloween Horror Nights every night for seven days in a row leading up to Halloween. About the greatest week of my life. I understand. Pretty, pretty you're, awesome. You're preaching to the choir here. We all feel the same way. And that's same me. I, I lived in Orlando from you know about 2000, kind of off and on from, from 2000, 2004. My first year was 2001. And I, I remember just being in awe of the entire event. And the fact that now I don't live in Orlando. I haven't lived in Orlando full-time in years. But every year I go back. What is it? Because obviously New York has haunts has lots of different things during the halloween season but what is it about halloween horror nights that keeps you coming back well i've been to a lot of the the theme park haunts at other theme parks and just universal is by far the best um you know they're just the budget that they have and just the fact that they've been doing it non-stop for so long and uh just they have it down to a science now and, and you know what it is, too? I just I love the town of Orlando. I, I love coming back to see friends. And I actually have friends that work there at Universal. And I even have friends that work at um, Cigar City uh, Brewing. Brewery, yeah. And yeah, and they do they do this thing where they go to the Duff's Bar uh, for one day in every October and they just drink all day at Duff's <laughs> Bar. 
and it's like the coolest thing. So Feel I've free tried. to send an invite my way, you know, whenever you get the chance. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, awesome. They're super cool guys, so I'm sure you'd be welcome. Uh, they just have it down to such a science now, and and plus they're able to, um, you know, do these houses in conjunction with major movies, like they're doing The Exorcist this year, and they're doing Krampus, which I love Michael Doherty. I love uh, Trick or Treat, the film that he did, and I sure. love Krampus. So I'm super excited for Krampus. Um, they're doing a ho- another uh, Michael Myers Halloween house. Any specific one you're just pumped about the most? Well, I mean, the original Halloween is my favorite film of all time. So whenever they do uh, a Halloween house, I'm just like freaking out about yeah. it. I, I can't freaking wait. So <laughs> definitely that one. It must have been probably 10 years ago. They did a house where it was a uh, like an insane asylum at christmas time where the yes and, and i think maybe some i can't remember exactly what the exact theme was but it was at christmas time and they had christmas lights everywhere it might have even been a town that was invaded by aliens at christmas yeah. but uh i just I think it was uh yeah, I think it was Psychoscarapy Home for the Holidays. I just looked that, it up to make well, sure. Because my buddy Chris, who's on the show too, he's not on with today. He's in London, so it'd be like 2 o'clock in the morning his time. But yeah, that was in 2007, so yeah, like nine years ago. Yeah, that was one of my all-time favorite houses because my wife and I love Christmas too. And we love – I love movies that, uh, you know, mix Christmas with horror. And I, I love when they do a Christmas-themed thing at Halloween Horror Nights like that. So I'm really looking forward to – to Krampus and and I love the scare zones too I really love like to the right when you're like from the entrance when you walk to the right and you're walking towards men in black yeah and it and it's the the scare zone where I know in past years they've had tons of jack-o'-lanterns up in the trees in that scare zone uh it's the one right before like where if you if you take a right you go to a couple haunts and if you take a left you go to Simpsons land and uh it I just I love that scare zone too, and I I just love everything about the the whole event. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear someone who is just as passionate about it as we are. But there's also an extra element too, and the reason, honestly, we'll we'll say one of the reasons you're here not only to talk Halloween Horror Nights, but to to share another love that a lot of us share as well. If you're in the if you're if you're a huge fan of Halloween Horror Nights, there's a good chance you're a metal fan. Uh, what you obviously we do mentioned you're the drummer of Charred Walls of the Damned, which is back. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a new album coming out September 23rd. And uh, I'm super psyched. I, I'm, I'm really proud of this album. It's real, real melodic, real catchy, really good heavy metal. You can kind of sing along to it. And, uh, you know, it's coming out at my favorite time of the year, too. So I have a lot of things to celebrate. I got Halloween coming up and, uh, and, and a new Charred Walls of the Damned album. And, um, you know, I had our second album came out in October of 2011 and and i was talking with brian slagle from metal blade about this album i was like oh can we have it come out in september so that in october i can kind of just concentrate on doing all my halloween (laughs) travels and and all that stuff you know so uh uh, it's going to be an awesome couple of months to start celebrating halloween i'm actually drinking a uh, ballast point pumpkin beer right now to celebrate our our interview and well, I appreciate uh, get in the mood for yes. talking uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Absolutely. And we're going to play some clips from the new record and some so- a song that you picked specifically. If you heard the intro to this and the outro to this, that's the new Charred Walls of the Dam. We'll make sure we'll, we'll link it at the end of the show. But for you, you know, as someone who I just know from listening to the show, and really the only reason I initially even knew that you're a Halloween Horror Nights fan is because I've been listening to Stern for so long. You brought it up on the show. What what came first for you, though? Because the fact that metal and horror do kind of come hand in hand. I know you're a big horror collector. Uh, what came first for you as a kid? Because I know you've been playing since you were a kid. Was was it hand in hand or did you know you become a horror fan that led you to metal or vice versa? Well, you know, it kind of came hand in hand through the band Kiss. Of course. Um, the great I thing. remember Gene Simmons, his makeup used to scare the, the crap out of me, but I loved their music. And uh, my Aunt Teresa bought me Kiss Alive 1 for my fourth birthday on vinyl. And I had this, uh, one of those old record players, you know, it was like a box and you just open up the box. And I remember just listening nonstop to kiss. So, you know, they had the, the horror aspect to their music. And, um, and then I, my parents took me to see John Carpenter's the thing when I was eight years old. And that just totally blew my mind. And I, I had an older cousin who, 
used to show me Fangoria magazines and famous monsters. Uh, so I've been a horror fan for as long as I can remember. And then I had a neighbor, uh, Larry Bierbauer, who introduced me to heavy metal. He played me Quiet Riot Metal Health on cassette in 1983 when it came out when I was nine years old. So, you know, it was, it was, it was all right around the same time, around 82, 83, that I really started getting into to horror films and heavy metal. And uh, I'm, that's why I love um, Stranger Things on Netflix. I've but. started it. Uh, I'm a couple episodes in, so, so no spoilers, man. Oh, I'm no spoilers. <laughs> I, I won't say anything other, but I love than it. Fact, other than the fact that it's set in 1983, and I freaking love that because 1983 was an awesome year for metal and for horror films. And I'm I'm a big 80s geek, so I love anything 80s. So, you know, whenever Halloween Horror Nights does a... Uh, uh, 80s movie themed haunted house and you know what too that I always love in Halloween Horror Nights I don't know if they do it as much anymore but I remember years ago I would walk through the park and I would hear like John Carpenter's uh, music the, yeah. yeah I would hear his music I'd hear the main theme from Christine and I'd hear uh, the theme from The Thing and I think I think they still do it but I, I remember years ago they they played a lot of those and my friends would get annoyed with me because I would stop to listen to the music, you know, like yeah. in the middle of one of the streets at Universal. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, they, I think they still do. In my head, they do. At least in my head, it plays while I walk around, if not. When it comes down to it, though, you know, Halloween Horror Nights obviously such a big part of, of my life. And it's awesome, this part of your life as well in the metal. I do think there's one thing that draws us all together. I'm not sure about Chris on show, but I can tell for Scott, for pretty much most people we talk to, for you, Kiss seems to be the introduction to this entire genre for pretty much everyone. Because that's yeah. the same here. Yeah, I, I dressed up as Kiss when I was a little kid for Halloween. And uh, for people around our age, that's definitely a huge part of our life. And you know what I loved? I remember in the at the very first Halloween Horror Nights I went to was in 1996. And that was the year that Kiss put their makeup back on right. and went on tour. And they, they came out at the end of the Bill and Ted's show and did rock and roll all night. And people freaked. It was <laughs> awesome. I'm sure that was written by one of our buddies, by Jason Sorrell, who's been on this show. He wrote a lot of the ones in the, in the mid to late 90s. And yeah, that was my Kiss era. I'm a little bit younger, so my Kiss era was the putting the makeup back on. But I fell in love with it. Like I fell in love with it as a kid, and I'm uh, still a huge fan, and, and obviously a huge fan of the Bill and Ted show. I do have a question for you, because you brought up your wife. And this is just a, a fun kind of off-topic. So like me, you were married after you had been going to Horror Nights year after year after year. Is this something that your wife enjoys to go with you? Does she tolerate it? What, how is her level of fandom when it comes to this? <laughs> oh, she loves it. She Luckily, she is, is totally into it, just like I am. Um, you know, it's, it's hard not to love it because it's just so much fun. And we both, you know, the, the thing is, Halloween Horror Nights is about the only time of the year that we'll stay out past 10 o'clock. Right, because your job. You know. We're, we're both, yeah, because of our jobs and we're both runners and we love to get up really early and go for a run before it gets too hot. We'll usually stay at a hotel on site there at Universal and then take the uh, the boat over to Universal. And it, it just really, it's my favorite uh, weekend of the year when I, when I get to go to Halloween Horror Nights. And luckily, I have an awesome wife who, who loves it as well. And, uh, you know, we always, whenever they, they first put up the website each summer, we're always checking it and checking to see what houses there are going to be every year. And uh, I remember we both freaked on the American Werewolf in London. Oh, house. yeah, that was the best. We, yeah, we loved that movie. So we were both huge fans of that. And, you know, um, the other one I really loved in recent years was Dead Silence. I thought Dead yeah, Silence Yeah, that's awesome. kind of a very much a fan favorite. Yeah, and I, I actually loved that movie. I saw it in the theater, and uh, I thought that was a, an awesome house. For sure. You know, I, I have to at least ask one question related to the Stern Show, because again, I'm a fan. So what am I going to do? But I have heard you talk about you know, your horror love on there, your collection of horror memorabilia. Uh, what is what's the reaction like? Because look, my, my workplace is filled with a bunch of geeks. So they get it. We get it. But, I, you know, I certainly hear Howard uh, from time to time not loving Halloween and not loving uh, necessarily your, your travels. So I'm just curious how it is on the other side of the mic. Um, you know, every there's a lot of horror fans there. Robin is a big horror yeah. fan, and uh, her and I talk about any of the new horror movies coming out. And uh, and Howard mentioned on the air recently that he loves Stranger Things, which was really oh great because I love that show too. So you'll have a bonding really, moment. 
<laughs> yeah, everybody's really cool with it there. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of us horror fans uh, where I work, and uh, and especially Robin. She's like a big horror fan. That's up. You need to take her, take her down to, to Horror Nights one year. We'll uh, we'll arrange a tour. <laughs> well, she's, she's a fan of the movies. I don't know if she's a fan of going to the haunts, but <laughs> I've been with Sal to a couple of uh, a couple of the local New York ones, and he he gets pretty scared at those things. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. I, I do want to touch a little bit more on your band because the album is the album out yet, or is it coming out? What? How can people uh, get in touch with what's going on with Chard Walls? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, it comes out uh, September twenty third on Metal Blade Records. Uh, it, the, the band is Charred Walls of the Damned, and the album is called Creatures Watching Over the Dead. It's, you know, if you're into Halloween, oh, you know what, too? Um, I just, I just thought of this, too. Uh, your audience is going to freaking love the artwork because there's an artist who actually did some work on the film Krampus. He goes by the name Pumpkin Rot, and, uh, he has a website called pumpkinrot.com, and I'm like, I'm a massive fan of his artwork. And I have been for many, many years. And I just randomly emailed him one day and I said, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, letting somebody use some of your photos for an album cover? Because he he sets up these amazing yard haunts. And also he sets up these really cool scarecrows in Pennsylvania near where he lives and takes photos of them. And he wrote me back and he was so cool. He's like, yeah, feel free to... uh, you know, use my artwork. I was, and I, I was so excited because I'm such a huge fan of his. And if you go uh, to um, www.metalblade.com slash CWOTD, uh, you can pre-order the album and you can see the artwork as well. And if you're a Halloween fan, I think you'll love uh, the artwork. It comes out on Friday, September the 20th, September 23rd. All right. We'll put a link to that guys and go support Richard and support Chard Walls of the Damned. If you're a fan of Halloween North Horror Nights, you're a fan of this broadcast or a listener to this broadcast. I don't know if we're at the fan stature yet, but if you're a listener to this broadcast, uh, <laughs> go enjoy uh, Chard Walls of the Damned. Pick up again. He supports Halloween Horror Nights, so you should support him and, and everything he's doing and, and take a listen to a little clip. Uh, Richard, thank you so much again for joining us. And uh, you know, hopefully we run into each other uh, this year. Yeah, at Horror Nights. absolutely. I got ask you real quick too what what uh what house are you lo- looking most forward to this year man i'm really looking to the to the chance i'm not, not really a fan of the i'm not a giant fan of the 3d houses but chance in general is a character i love so i'm excited to see her as uh one of the original house see her as the icon my house i'm most looking forward to man i have to say i think i'm with you with krampus krampus we did a special on krampus and we interviewed some of the guys who did some of the puppet work and some of the stuff over in new zealand or even in South Africa. And to hear from them just got me really excited about what this house is. I hadn't seen the film. I just watched it recently. And I'm a fan of the same thing. I'm a fan of kind of the horror comedy Christmas mix. So uh, I think Krampus is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most when it comes to, I know I'm going to walk through and thoroughly enjoy it. But when you have something like The Exorcist, that's the only one that I'm like sitting there going, how is this going to happen? And how is this? I mean, it's going to be awesome. I, I'm so excited for that one. Oh, me too. Absolutely. And you know, I'm sure they'll make the Krampus house really cold too. Right. And you- in, which good smells. I freaking love. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, and you know the the guy that did the the artwork for my album cover uh, for the new Charred Walls of the Damned album. He uh, designed. There were these killer kind of snowmen in Krampus. Of course. So I'm just I'm super psyched to have that horror Halloween tie in to my band as well. Well, that's awesome, Richard. Again, we couldn't be more thrilled to have you on as not only a fan of yours from the Stern Show, but of the music and as a Horror Nights fan. Thank you just so much for joining us. Again, guys, if you want the record and you want to get involved, just uh, honestly, if you're on the iTunes, uh, you know, the, the one that comes with your phone app, just click on the screen and the link will pop up and go pre-order this record. Thanks again, Richard. And again, I mean, I, we're, I can't wait. We got to bring you back on to tell us what you thought of everything. We'll get a review show from you. Absolutely. We'll do... Uh... Well, I'm always up for talking about Halloween Horror Nights, so I would love to come back. And I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, I'm so excited for this this year's Halloween Horror Nights and the whole Halloween season. All right, thanks to Richard. You can find out all that information. If you just click your screen right now, you'll see a link to listen to the new Charred Walls of the Damned record or however he wants to promote it tours whatever's going on but it's it's fun if you like that kind of music i think we played a clip from it hopefully you go check out uh richard he's just a huge hhn fan which is awesome to see and if you're listening 
Because I know people have all of a sudden started listening. I've got messages from really cool people that are listening, people that are making these houses, people that are involved in them. And you know who you are if you're listening right now. Reach out. Send us a tweet. Send me a message on, on Facebook, whatever it is, because we love hearing your input. We love hearing the input of everyone who's listening. So again, if you want to be part of the show, just hit us up, Facebook and, and Twitter and everything. You can find it at facebook.com slash scarezone, Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. And we're doing so much. Chris, how, how are you feeling? How are you feeling now? I mean, I know how you feel about the lineup, but the days are getting getting closer and your book, you're starting to show up on all these other shows. You know, you're kind of abandoning our, our, our little program here and, and turning your back on us and going to talk with other people, which is fine. You know, I didn't say... I, I didn't approve it, but you know, whatever. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, how, how are you feeling? How, how are things going in the world of, uh, of your HHN unofficial? Yeah, it's doing good. Uh, the website, we uh, are currently having our best month at the moment in terms of um, footfall coming through to read our articles. Um, so we're doing good there. And as you said, I'm on some other shows as well at the moment. And uh, I'm working on a, another book that is kind of well it's got a bit about halloween horror nights sure. in it but it's in the same kind of realm so it's a bit of an exclusive for this episode um so i'm trying to get it out for this fall but i'm not sure if i will be able to but yeah everything's good at the moment yeah so good you can check out obviously chris's book the easiest way just go to scarezone.com and just click directly through the link and scott man you've been a, you've been a busy guy but what's going on in your world uh, just uh, officially started uh, with back with WWE. Congratulations! Um, yeah, thank you. Just uh, now, just really started yesterday uh, with the full. I've been there pretty much all summer, as right. you know, uh, as a guest coach at the at the performance center in Orlando, working with the all of the the new talent coming into WWE. You still doing and, the uh, eBay uh, eBay hunting, or is that that going to take a rest for now? It's kind of on the back burner right now. Yeah. So, you know, probably become more of a hobby than anything. But um, uh, it's just finding time to do that. It's very time consuming. But and 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 working, I'm working with WWE a lot. So so it's hard to do. But exciting, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 cool to be back with WWE after nine years and uh, and and you know being being a part of NXT, which is the hottest the hottest thing in wrestling right now. So it's, it's pretty cool to be a part of. It is. It's, it's pretty amazing. Guys, if you aren't a wrestling fan, I would even check out NXT. Uh, you know, if, if you are, if you are a wrestling fan, what are you doing? You need to be watching it. And if you're watching, you know, even last night or when we were recording this last night on raw, you had the premiere of Bailey, who obviously, which is crazy to think that's the coolest part. I think I like about NXT is a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there with you, Scott in Louisville and, and what NXT is, if you guys don't know, it's sort of the developmental, league i'd say of, of wwe but in some ways these guys have already paid their dues and are amazing and you know, we're, we're in louisville there's probably a thousand people there and now those same people three weeks later are you know in these giant arenas winning championships it's, it's amazing if you guys like any kind of entertainment i encourage you to check out nxt and obviously scott's ebay store is still available on our website and the only other thing i have to say is thank you so much to all of you guys that have picked up scare zone t-shirts Tank tops. I made those tank tops for you, Scott. I'm going to send you one because I know right, you're the thanks. only one of us that won't go sleeveless, I think. <laughs> I'll wear it to Horror Nights. There you go. I'll send you one and make sure that you're covered. Uh, and, and then uh, the t-shirts available there, kid stuff, because people ask about kid shirts, which seemed initially to me strange, but kid shirts are available. To get Keegan one, you can get whoever you want. Kids and like little, little kids. I just put everything up there. Uh, just go to scarezone.com, click store. And honestly, that helps really right now. It just helps cover our costs when it comes to um, you know, the hosting fees and things like that, keeping the website up. And again, that's just the scarezone.com. Again, thanks to Richard Christie, everybody on the show. And guys, we are so close. I can't wait to see you guys all down in Florida in a couple weeks. And until next time, keep your eyes open. No, that's wrong. <laughs> until next time. And until next time. I always get it wrong. Until next time, keep your eyes closed and your ears open. We'll see you in like 25 days. It's crazy. Talk to you soon. This has been a production of Lawful Brown Studios. Copyright 2016.